Hello comrades, welcome to another edition of A Tryst with Vinay. In this episode, I'm talking with a dear friend of mine, Tanya George. She and I went to the same high school in grade 11, after which she moved to Bangalore, India. She's an undergrad student at Christ University, majoring in journalism, psychology, and English. Having known her for years, I'm confident to say that her take on most things are from a position of good considerations and generosity. We talk about topics ranging from social media activism, lack of empathy with accusations, Kerala versus Bangalore, and other general gibberish. I have to preface the episode with that the original conversations lasted for over four hours. I cut out over two hours of material since we went off on some wild tangents and started talking about people within our close circles. I also apologize for Tanya's volume. I really tried my best to fix it in post. I assure you, my upcoming episodes have much better audio. It was a lot of fun to talk to Tanya, and I really hope to have her on again. This is the episode that cried wolf. The other thing is so that because it's a bunch of dudes talking, it's really hard to discern who is who. So I know all of the people, not personally, I know all, the, all of these people exist, but because they all sound the same, there's only one person that like sounds a little different. He's got a higher pitch voice, but everyone else sounds the same. So it's like, I don't know who is talking. I just... Anyway, it would be nice to put a face to the sound <clears throat> soon. But yeah, crazy times, crazy times. You know. So I was looking up a few things for the so, social media actors. I wrote up a bunch of stuff. Okay, what did you write down? I didn't write down much. I was just um, I was just trying to see what social media. So here's the thing. When you Google social media activism, it immediately goes into... I, at least this is not what I expected to find what social media activists. I was... What did you find? What I found was it was more of uh, like actual movement. Like I fis- know that's what I've been there, you know, because I did a research paper on it for my oh, right. research paper. Yeah. Yeah. It was a super paper and I barely passed, but <laughs> uh, it, it was fun to do it because yeah. I learned a lot, like a shit ton. Yeah, uh, that's not what I had in mind as far as social media activism. But I, I think we, I think I, I, I was probably in line with what more or less what you had in mind. And that was more of like a pseudo activism. That's what I had in mind. Right? When I had like saw social media activism, I was like, well, this is activism, with actual activism, but just organized on a social media using some. I, I, so- I found this page called um, don'tdateingirl.com. It's. <laughs> It's this page where um, girls living in the same vicinity talk about their bad ex-boyfriends and one other shit. Oh shit! I actually know. I actually know a site in Canada. So I used to live in another city called Sarnia. Yeah, I used to live in the Sarnia. I used to live in a city called Sarnia, and this is and this is web website that I think was called slutornot.com. Okay. And hundred slutter not not dot com. I I I assume I don't remember what the exact site was. The slutter dot com slash location can be whatever. In in this location, mice in that city where I was living in, uh, my roommates were listed on it, and they were all girls because I lived with like six girls at the time, and there was like a bunch of high school kids. They were all listed on it, and just Why would sh- it oh, just for dudes to like, just for dudes to like bash on them. But the funny thing is. One of the girls 
who who I knew, she was listed on it, but she was listed on it by her sister. <laughs> her, it, it was the dumbest thing. Her own sister called her like a slut, and like she and how she like uses other dudes to like to get you what she wants. And I was just reading through this, <clears throat> and it was my other roommate who showed that. Hey, look at this. This girl's on it. I'm like, who put this? What what kind of a douchebag would ever do this? And her sister did it. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on but yeah no um there's some fucked up shit that happens here um we'll get to that later but social media actors and i was like but um i found another thing that was interesting on to under social media actors as i went down the uh like the rabbit hole i found the word slacktivism slacktivism yeah slacktivism slacktivism is actual um like pseudo activism where you like put up like some you start up some kind of online thing um or like i think an example there's a movie called Kony 2012 which i forget i think some nigerian country there was this one uh, some african country not nigerian some african country there was one political leader who kind of did like a pretty messed up shit like killed a bunch of people or whatever so this american group went down there uh filled the documentary put it out called Kony 2012 it was supposed to be a it was supposed to start a campaign to uh get him out of office obviously celebrities went on the bandwagon they started sharing stuff blah 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 but then it turned out that some of the details that they put forth weren't exactly accurate um uh, oh. but everyone went down in the back to a bandwagon to like yeah you know to like make it seem as though they're virtuous and they're trying to do whatever so that was slacktivism it's like you're you're putting out something some form of media that is not exactly entirely free well researched to to gain some sort of virtue points or whatever or vanity Basically points we all the crap that influences put on yeah it's essentially actually i was following one of the people that you asked me to follow because you said they were i want to want to say that you <laughs> 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 the, the, the funny but funny thing about that person is that they put, they put a story every week calling someone out and i go on their site and it's not even that bad like sometimes it's a difference in opinion and i'm like why are you doing this you know i i think i forgot what it but yeah something along these lines and we continue yeah but <clears throat> that's what i say uh, i think i think at this point, at this stage i think a lot of people just want to like and you mentioned this before the just world hypothesis or the just world fallacy is where yeah i did look at girl what do you think of course i do my research <clears throat> i can't actually hear you Can you hear me better? Yes, now I can hear you so well. Okay. Um, so yeah, um yeah, I I looked up just for hypothesis the fallacy this is the cognitive bias where we think that um you get what you deserve, you reap what you sow and people sort of like really go into like buy into that fallacy and the necessary thinking Yeah, the because truth. of the basic assumption that you know everybody just assumes that the world is fair and that if something happens, it's yeah karma basically. Everyone yeah. super upset with karma. No? <laughs> a while back. Were you? I actually wasn't at any point. I was always like the 
the nihilist. I <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. Made sense, so I was into it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, what happens is that um, when these people... So, this just world hypothesis talks about this concept called a belief in a just world and it, it's it's basically what all these people have and when that belief is questioned or if there is an imbalance what happens is that so to in order to rationalize they either convince themselves that no injustice has happened or they, they set out to uh, make it right right and so basically what happens on social media is people setting out to make right what they believe was yeah but even the the part where it gets actually fallacious is that if someone actually truly believes the idea of the gestural hypothesis like if they, if they actually believe this is it's a zero sum game right if they believe it's like <clears throat> equal equal amount of bad is counteracted by equal amount of good if they actually believe that and if they actually believe in a just world the problem with that theory is if someone is they go into some hard time like you said either you convince them there is no actual injustice or you set it out right but following that logic if someone is actually if something actually happens to someone really bad you have to justify it that it was due to their own actions and this is the idea of victim blaming right <clears throat> but saying he deserved it is pretty much everybody says that yeah yeah they everybody does it yeah it's the foundation because it, it's the whole westernization idea i think it's best um, i don't know i don't know if it's a western idea well <clears throat> um i i can't say it from a conservative christian evangel well, i don't want to say evangelical because i feel like a lot of people might give me shit for it but it's it, i have seen some conservative christians do say something along the lines of if someone is doing poorly it's because of their own faults it's because they can't for whatever reason uh like bad thing all bad things always happen but how you deal with it is it's up to you like it's more individualistic for sure uh i don't know how it is in india but yeah you know what i don't want to say it's a western thing because i feel like remember how we'd like do poorly in what school I, and then our parents would be like it's your fault <laughs> it's your fault it's on your fault what i meant is more along the lines of so uh i think I don't I'm not a smart person by the way. No, don't worry, neither am I. <laughs> so I think that even though they even though it's it was already there um Christian church and Christianity sort of on like a global scale reinforced binaries and it is because of how they reinforce these binaries that like I I don't know everything else is like just a consequence. Okay. Yeah no I agree um I think the idea that well yeah you know the the Roman Catholic Church did do some pretty messed up shit <coughs> to like justify it. Oh, because of the whole idea of hell and heaven and good yeah. and everything you know when I was I think 5 years old no no 4 years my grandma used to tell me that every time I wasted a drop of rice I'd spend 10 years in hell <laughs> and I, I grew up believing that okay for for like a few years I grew yeah. up believing that. Yeah. so what happened to me like what i am is the consequence of what she said back then because when i grew up i believe that uh, if i waste a drop i am spending 10 years in hell and i waste like a shitload of food okay and that's why she kept me 
but she didn't understand the consequences that it could have on yeah. because by the time i was 6 in like 2 years i believed for a fact that i'm going to hell because i wasted that much right that's crazy uh, i i don't think of the consequences that no, yeah. stupid as metaphors in life could have on yeah i feel like i don't want to go into indian families because i want to do a completely different episode because i have so much shit so many like daddy issues and mommy issues just like ready to unload <laughs> i don't want to so i don't want to do that yet but you're right like um pat, i feel like our boomer parents really messed up in that fact as to uh sort of like to try to discipline us they came up with like weird like reasonings and weird strategies which i honestly you could have just been like honest like don't waste food because you're wasting food that's it sure it's not as effective as you're going to help you know how to guys you like just on a gentle way Yes. I believed I was going to hell like I thought there's no way I am not going to hell when I was sick and I was like such a okay yeah anyway I'm talking about Christianity it's what Christianity does it convinces people that if yeah. you do one wrong you are ten commandments you sick the ten so, <laughs> I'm going to do an I'm I'm going to do an, an episode on Christianity um that'll be interesting I I highly like very well researched people on it No, <laughs> well, that'll be because uh, the person I'm gonna have on for that is someone who's actually, um, like very knowledgeable about Christian theology, and so, so that'll be interesting. Uh, it won't be a debate, because why would I want to have someone on just to like fight with them? It's not that's like, if I want to fight, I'll just go out. <laughs> that's it. It's not yeah but yeah no you're right <clears throat> do you i've written up a bunch of questions here i just realized i can't read my own handwriting right um dude okay so i want to talk about the locker room voice chat uh, okay okay cuz i feel like this is more we can all relate to it right i can definitely relate yeah to it. yeah that's what i meant like i i related as far as like being in the periphery of it not necessarily being involved in it but in periphery of it right so i i want to talk about before i get to the locker room i want to bring up the delhi mall case the the aunty case the aunty case from last year yes i i really want to talk about it so much like okay. i I was obsessed with that case to a point that I wrote about it written in my article in, in my research paper and I'm pretty sure that's why he graded me like so so I want to get the timeline right so the the timeline goes as as the actual story goes I think this was last year 2019 uh I believe it was May or June when a bunch of girls I don't know how many there was like six or seven girls whoever were in that group yeah whoever were in the group they were in their like late teens early 20s went out to a mall and this and then they went to like some store in a mall and this auntie uh, was checking them out and then at some point as they as she passed them she made a comment saying oh your dress is too short this is why pe- this is why men want to rape you and i think she also went to say should, should, should well behaved girls like dressed like that some shit 
and then the girls uh, sort of like yeah basically so th- then she and then the girls like had a like a back and forth con- exchange and then the lady went out went up to a bunch of dudes and said hey look at those girls if you want to rape them please go ahead uh, did that happen this is the stories that i've read no i i don't think that happened i think what happened is that this auntie made a very um, clearly a very sexist statement in supermarket and it was obviously super offensive so she basically said that if you're dressing like that you're dressing to be raped and um, that obviously triggered a lot of people and uh, i think that's all that happened i don't know if more happened because in the video you don't even see the auntie saying anything no right was. right yeah because in the video i feel and and that's why like that's why i <clears throat> that I, i think that's probably why such statements that can be can even exist yes. i don't know the legitimacy of it uh but look at the facts right yeah as far as as far as the facts go everything until like what i said now is mere like conjecture for, and just from reading whatever as far as facts go then they started recording and they kept going after her and they started recording and then they tried to like make her repeat her statement at this point now there was an actual exchange people were yelling at her she was yelling back and there was like back and forth watching the video i didn't understand a single thing one i don't know hindi <laughs> so i actually didn't <laughs> so i didn't understand anything was it yeah okay now i feel like an asshole but <laughs> but at any point i feel like there was a lot of hindi going on. i feel like there, i i realized there was a lot of english there for sure but there was some hindi anyway as soon as I, as soon as i hear hindi my brain shuts off it's it's just i don't know why why it just shuts off but anyway <clears throat> so that's what happened and then and and then they went online and then they went online and uh, they used the hashtag what uh, hashtag apologize aunty and something like that oh was it i see I... yeah hashtag apologize aunty was like super trending i don't know <laughs> really i really hashtag apologize aunty interesting um so what happened was that she said something stupid and then they started recording but then that crossed the line right i think right it's one thing to confront her uh, together and tell her okay see what you're saying is absolutely but i think i believe okay it's all personal here you know everything subjective um i think that you cross a line when you um go and start shooting something to show the rest of the world which is like it, it, you're breaching that woman's privacy right it's not like she put up a video online saying everybody who wears short clothes should be raped right like, she made a personal comment and obviously it was a very stupid comment and she needed to be set right but the way to set her right is not by um shaming her on shaming and bullying her on social media and asking her to apologize right. she obviously owed them an apology but that was not the way to convince her to apologize right right yeah no i i think you're very right on that point um yeah after they went online they posted story like they, i i don't know how what the extent of the the, the posting story because i knew there was i watched a video on um youtube and i think i think a few a few of the girls from the incident posted it on the stories and whatever and that's how kind of it blew up on instagram i believe not on 
on our Facebook at first. It was on Instagram, right? Like, and then, and then what I started seeing was on my on my stories and whatever was not about the incident anymore. It was this auntie's personal details, like where she lived, her employer information, her kids, her like private photos, like her family photos, and like all these things. And that's a, at that point, I was like, okay, now we're like stepping over a line. So no, they stepped over the line by they hacked her Facebook. I don't know if they hacked or they just talked. Either way, they had pictures from her Facebook and said that, oh, if you are wearing clothes like this, why are you slut shaming us? You are also a slut. Right. Okay, that became the narrative. The narrative changed from you shouldn't be calling people slut to you are also a slut. Why yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. That's that is true. And yeah, the whole the whole Delphi thing was weird because I was talking with a friend of mine about this. Yeah. What happened after that? After the whole uh, getting her personal details and everything, uh, people found her account. I think on Instagram, or she created an account to apologize. I don't know. Yeah. Um. A shit ton of dudes and uh, people, they just sent her DM saying, uh, I will rape you, I will find you, you deserve to die, I am going to send my people after you and shit like that. There were like a shitload of comments. And then the next day, so I followed up on this, okay, because yeah. I, I, I was obsessed with it and I wanted to get all the facts. Yeah. So I followed it. She said an apology formally and in the next day, she's she put up all these screenshots of all these people uh, telling her that they're going to rape her. There yeah. so many threads. She posted that and she said, how can people like me not say shit like this when this is the community that you're hoping to... Uh, that you're, yeah. Right, right, yeah. And yeah, no, that's, that's, that is true. My bad. I have to call someone in five minutes. Um... Yeah, and unless you want to hear me lie through my teeth, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> um, it's six thirty. I'm gonna wait a few more minutes before I get into it because no one's at work probably right now. I mean, double check. Ah, la la la. You can do that right now, and then we can just end up on the Yeah, sure. Oh, you know what? Hmm. Yeah, no one's at work. I don't have to go in today, but <clears throat> okay. Yeah, okay. We're fine. We're fine for another cup, like half hour at least. Don't worry, I'll cut this part up. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and, and you're right. The, and I see it's strange because from the, the, the activists, the Instagram activists, that's what I'm going to call them from now on, not pseudo activists, from the Instagram. Uh, they're, act- they're called online vigilantes. Vigilantes. Okay. okay. The online vigilantes. Um, vigilantes. <laughs> Digital vigilantes. Yeah. Yeah. No, these online vigilantes, the, <laughs> the justice league of Instagram. <laughs> Um, actually, I'm going to call them that for now on the Justice League of Instagram. 
yeah so the, these pe- these folks i want to say these people but the ones that believe in in enacting this form of justice where you're held guilty until proven otherwise right mm-hmm. where ideally would be you'd be held everyone's innocent until proven guilty but you know, we we live online in a world where for whatever reason we're all guilty until proven is you only need one accusation to become guilty right off the bat and and it takes like years for you to be uh, atoned for that sin or proven otherwise for sure see in the case of Delhi Mall case when um, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine about this thing um, and he he is at least I've known him for a long time I've known him for years and he's very was a very good friend now I've distanced him from him over the past year because I found this I don't want to get into it, but, uh, but this is what he, ens- he essentially said. He said, good. I am glad that she's being threatened with death. I am glad all these people are going after it. Now she knows what it's like for, for a woman. First of all, you're a dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you don't know what it's like for a woman. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's worse than what it seems to be. But for you to even say that, it's not right. Okay, so you're already, you're already assuming a, a, a sense of privilege. Uh, so yeah, so, this, so he said, good, I'm glad that this is happening to her. Now she, she, she's gotten what she deserved. And I'm like, well, but is, it, but is it the same justice though? For the sins committed, is the punishment the same? I I doubt it. One second, my I think my Wi-Fi is glitchy. Okay, no, it's not. Go yeah, on. yeah. So I I w- so I was saying that um, for the sins committed, is the punishment relevant or does it equate? I don't think so. Because it's one thing to say derogatory comments at someone, and but it's another. Your Wi-Fi is. Okay, it's another to put them on a pedestal and well, on, a, on, a, on a stage of shame for the rest of their lives. Because I don't think she's, she's had it easy for the past year, this auntie. And, like, and it's not just her. It's pretty much, I'm pretty sure your mom would say that, your grandma would say that. I mean, not exactly. I'm saying there are people who definitely, like, I think last week, okay, we'll be getting into the Indian politics. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who get away with a lot of shit that they say just because, I, you know, there are dogmatic people. You know? Right. They're all dogmatic, actually, when you think about it. All the people. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, we're all, like, I feel like we're all, we all have, like, some weird set of beliefs that we, we just can't change from or, like, exactly. deviate from, for sure. Not change I don't. I I I know that, so I try to act right. on it. or don't act on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I always take the accusation of someone telling me that, "Oh, Vinay, you're like, this is your bias." When someone tells me that, I take it. To, I really take it to heart. But it's like, this is my bias. Okay. 
and after they go back and and, and it's it, it's this whole ordeal when someone tells me I'm a bias because I go, always go back home and then I just overthink for the next two weeks. This is my bias. What is wrong with? Me? But yeah, but I, I don't. But I can't like hold other people to that same standard because I feel like I have to be more critical of myself than other, and that's what I expect of others to be critical of themselves to whatever level. So I don't. I was. I, I think everyone deserves the benefit of the doubt. Everyone deserves kindness. Exactly, everyone. But so there was this dude. I I think you might know. Uh, let's not get into that. But uh, no, he's he he's a very smart dude. I believe. Um, he is in America right now. And uh, as soon as I as soon as this thing came up, I had a conversation with him, and he basically when I I I, I put. Uh, he is uh, extreme left and i right. didn't know that he was extreme left right. and extreme leftists believe that this is the right form of punishment and that this should happen and that it's great that this is happening because it's the only way to i don't know um change bring change in society right i don't know i don't know if i believe that then again that becomes a question because um if if change in society is determined by a bunch of people then it becomes complicated right it becomes a slippery it's a, it's I, a slippery slope because i'll give you an example so right now uh, let's take the locker room incident yes uh, this is one i this is one where i got really obsessed with i actually got really obsessed with this one let's no i am not getting into uh, the issue as such we can get into that yeah, yeah, but let's sure. talk about how um, when the locker room incident came out uh, i saw this on like a lot of my friend stories that um, basically that the people who are not sharing this post and uh, not commenting on it are complicit that was yeah. the word okay so uh, they were generally acting at people who were not talking about it saying that yeah. you cannot be apolitical and uh, you cannot be comp- and you're being complicit by not talking about it right, right. so let's assume that uh, these people okay taking into consideration that these people are eventually gonna be the change of society imagine me or you living in a society and choosing not to comment about it and then the next day the cop show up at our place and say that okay you know what you are under jail because you're you were yeah. complicit you you complicit right yeah this is the uh, totalitarian society that george Or- orwell warned of us in 1984 yeah, yeah, yeah. right actually reading his book it's very astute I highly recommend anyone like everyone should read 1984 because it talks about like double speak thought crimes and like all these different totalitarian ideas which some of which are being exemplified in in our current society more so online than in actual real like real life right? but yeah and that and and you're right see I don't like the narrative that if you're silent you're being complicit mostly because sometimes I just feel like it's better to shut up when the whole locker room incident came out i felt like well here's the thing i feel like for all the people that such group chats and such instances hurt why the fuck should i be the person should i be the person of voice uh to like to 
show my like not necessarily not to show my support but to say that oh i am so sorry that this happened to you and i don't want to I, I don't want to start off a like a rhetoric from that place of condescension okay i will show my support for you in private what difference does it make like shouldn't i be supporting you not like does it all is all is it is it all yeah. that matters is me going online putting a story and that's it is that all you want or do you not want me to be there anymore and that's what that's what i always say say like, and other times like i don't know the full story so it's not even right for me to like, comment on it let the people who have been part of it continue but don't force me to do something that i'm not entirely sure of okay see i think the the crux of the whole um, internet vigilantism thing boils down to the fact that people don't realize the impact any kind of shaming and exposing can have on the mental health of an individual and and i think there's a research paper there's a psycho psychology research paper on the same line saying that emotional uh, trauma is more hurtful than physical trauma something along the line right 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 so and it's super dramatic when you are basically embarrassed in front of millions of people right yeah embarrassed and exposed in front of these people and um, i think that people don't realize the kind of power that they have and they need to yeah i yeah i i think the thing is with with the with obviously with the advent of like internet like twitter facebook instagram you, we have like everyone has a sort a sense of anonymity right and because of that they're almost protected in some sort of way like imagine like like imagine in real life someone actually coming up to you and say you deserve rape the chances of that are far far less than someone actually doing it online because they have that power they can vo- they can voice that opinion of theirs so freely unequivocally and without any consequences without realizing the actual impact of that later on on people's mental health or even someone's livelihood right um and i think that is that is actually what's happening so if you go online on twitter or whatever you always see like under celebrities uh tweets and replies you'll always see like people calling them oh, like oh you're a fuck shit or like you're you're a piece of shit you're not good enough you're not a good actor you're too fat you're too thin all of this stuff. they can do that but they wouldn't actually say that in real life cuz then that would have to be actual confrontation and that scares them but in the in the context of the a sense of anonymity they they have that they 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 will do that they will act on that because honestly i always think about people who go online to like to shit on others like what are you doing like do you guys have nothing else to do where you wake up one morning and oh shit yeah Yeah I'm back. I think it was my my internet just went out of whack for a second. But yeah, essentially I think all these people don't have anything else better to do and they want some sort of sense of excitement or trying to get rid of boredom um to like to do something that makes us makes them have some sort of meaning or purpose like what I'm doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it's it's it is weird. I I wish people thought about well, I don't want to become political as to why uh that we can talk about that later. But I want to talk about the locker room thing 
the locker room thing was just too wild. It just went back and forth. I was like, wait, what just happened? The story is just, it was crazy. I so on a macro level, it's great that that happened because right now, I'm glad. Not, yeah, yeah, obviously it needed to be brought up. It's just that the way people dealt with it could have been softer and, like you said, kinder. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, the whole I I feel yeah. like I I I thought it was see the whole locker room like boy chat thing. At first, when I saw it. Well, it first started with the okay, there's this group chat where these boys are sharing pictures of people of, of girls and and then there's like another one where grown ass dudes were sharing pictures of allegedly were sharing nude pictures of children. And then there was another one it was a Snapchat thing, one one dude talking. Yeah, there was a, there was another Snapchat group or I think it was like a chat where this one dude was saying that he would rape this chick um, if he uh, got these chances. Actually, that turned out to be... Yeah, yeah, no, that, that turned out to be fake, too. That, 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 see, sorry, it was so wild as to, like, all these different things coming about. And this whole, the locker room, like, the whole idea of the group chat, okay, this group chat where they talk about girls. Oh. Now, this was, this isn't a new concept. Like, this has been around for... Exactly. <laughs> Forever since the since since the rise of if any sort of online messaging thing. Network, Mark Zuckerberg basically made. Yeah, yeah, like the whole thing was for girls, right? Exactly. Even like everyone. Every, so I'm not saying because everyone does it, it's 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 good or right or like people should do it. People shouldn't get slack for it. That's not what I'm saying. And so what I'm saying is, um, the extent. At which, like, there were definitely some that are harmful, for mm-hmm. sure, right? There are groups that, that as you all, you all, you already know, that they that that are born just to talk about a specific girl or specific things in the context of, like, sexually harassing them or like just having sex with them or like just anything that's, that's really bad. Like, just like, play, I I feel like all of that comes out of a place of malevolence for sure but then there are others where you're just talking talking about a girl like as 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 like i feel like all people do talk about the other sex in some way shape or form i think the goal of the locker room group chat coming out of the thing was to like address the other one whereas like the harmful one but it got out of hand it got out of really really out of hand and i think it's because again all these Instagram influencers going online, forcing their opinions on people. You have to believe this. If you don't believe this. Exactly. The way to convince a person is not by forcing your opinion down their throat. And yeah. people have to get that. Bro, that pisses me off dude, like so much. Like you, you can, I'm glad that it came out and that people, it, it was true. It, was, it is a disgusting thing. It is. It has happened to Absolutely. me. And I know for a fact that it's super fucking disgusting. It is. But, uh, and uh, I'm glad that we had a talk on it. But the way that people, so I believe that when it comes to any matter, the way everybody interprets it is based on their own experience. Like everybody interprets it in their own way, right? Yeah. So what happens? So when their interpretation becomes the word, 
it leads to like uh, i have a hard time finishing my sentences by the way so just like make them oh that's fine I'll, I'll 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 fix it in post don't worry about that <laughs> i'll put my own voice over the, at the end of your sentences i'll finish your sentences don't worry uh but yeah you know you're right and uh i just what, have what we need to remember there is that uh there really i mean even though definitionally um revenge and justice are like super different like practically i feel like the line is like super blurred between when justice becomes revenge because right. you say it's for justice but you never know when you cross that line that is true where to draw that line right that is true i was reading a book earlier about it was about something else but it's completely different but in in the book he he talks about like ethics and whatever and how we shouldn't live in a world of absolutes where you mm. you take one ideal and then you set that in action and you and you follow that like that ideal or that principle to the absolute end anyone who does that and this is what he says anyone who does that anyone who follows that eventually will come to a place where it breaks down where you already know you don't know whether you're actually doing something that is truly just truly right and you've crossed that line over to the other side right and and i think that is a problem and i i think for for a lot of the time but here's the thing though i see i often think about all of these things where okay you have all these problems in the society in our society and our online communities and you have all these people that call these issues out now and it goes into like these weird places when they when they do it and when they like try to force opinion but i always feel like the reason it always comes down to that is because the system didn't work or the 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 normal due process didn't work and it's and because of that people become super emotional super passionate and they try to make it right by overacting on it right and that was the whole idea of the me too movement with the which started out as a Harvey Weinstein with the victims thing but the me too movement started off because the police didn't do anything because the law didn't work and then they had and then again what started out great it ended in shit exactly. it's always the same story i i think ultimately it boils down to when you have a crowd right i think every um instagram influencer or somebody anybody like even rational people <laughs> with like a lot with with a huge follower base uh, everybody will be able to relate to the fact that i mean all these people will be able to relate to the fact that the more followers they are and especially if they have a have an open account the dumber they get right <laughs> follow yeah yeah <laughs> and so it um, so either the content creator will have to dumb down their content in order for these people to consume it properly or they have to stick by their own principles so when the latter happens what usually it usually ends up in creating a huge controversy or like another one of those influencer posts yeah you see today yeah yeah that's true so i i mean what my point is that the more people get to know about it uh people are dumb okay a, a lot of people are I, dumb. I, i realize you've I, heard the uh, you've heard the phrase you're either a master or a slave right 
I think <laughs> she's a little master. Like, yes, I know. I know. This, I know the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's use the assumption that there can only be a few masters, and then the rest are slaves. Yeah. I I might be sounding super authentic, <laughs> but I I'm just and I I don't believe this or anything. I'm just using it as a reference. Yeah. Uh, my point is, let's we should be of the assumption that all people are dumb unless proven otherwise. Right. So, <laughs> in uh, <laughs> okay, I understand your point. I I I think I I understand your point. I would I would phrase it the other way around. I say so, yeah, I exactly. So can you say something? Well, if if I want to talk about something super bad that happened to me, let's say some sexist slur that I heard at my workplace or something. If I'm sharing it within amongst my friends, like people I've interacted with and people whose minds I know, like I know how they work, uh, it's different. I mean, I it's great for me because I've said it, and there are people who understand me. But when I expose the same facts to a wider amount of people, like I said earlier, people have their own interpretations of it, and then they start relating it to the trauma that they had, and and they act on it, right? And then. Yeah, exactly. So the truth ceases to be because people have their own subjective truths. Yeah, I, yeah, truth. right. So when when any issue blows out of proportion, I don't think there is anything even in the future that we can do to salvage that. I think yeah, you make yeah no. I, I think you're very very right on that point, right? See where I'm going. I I do see where you're going. I, I do see where you're going. When you when you and this is this is something I really do struggle with is okay when you when you say something to a wide audience like a, like a large audience, you sort of lose that power of how they choose to use that information or how they choose to act on that information. And this is something that happens with stand-up comedians. Right? They make a joke and then the joke gets interpreted in a different way and like, this whole thing happens. Right? And then at the end of the day, the comedian always says, it's a, it's a joke, it's a joke. If I'm in the context matters with the joke as well. So they, that happens for sure. But so that's something I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the line is. Do you think that the the person voicing their opinion to an audience has the responsibility, or do they um, are they evaded of that? Are they evaded of their responsibility once they choose to tell a larger audience? Do you? Th- no, I think the former because I mean, if I said something to a large audience and there are people misinterpreting it whichever they, way they want to, I would, I personally would. uh speak out against it and say that that's not what i intended don't put words in my mouth i don't speak my words but right we generally don't do that because okay maybe because of this their selfish motive that okay oh hey i'm popular now people are all sharing my shit that could also right be yeah right um but let me ask you if mm-hmm. if some if you say something Let's say you say some, you say whatever it is to a large audience. Like say, let's say you have a hundred thousand followers. You say something, and people act on what you said. When I mean, when they act on what you said, you you can't control what they choose to do. That information, right? So I guess my question is, and let I think a good way, yeah, I like let's say you talk about 
like an animal that bit you <laughs> and and you tell it to a hundred thousand people and one person finds that animal and kills it exactly. like, you can't you, well you can't you have no power as it has to how he chose to use that information for whatever like he interpreted in whatever way and he, he thought it was a great idea to kill this animal and clearly you didn't want to the question becomes does some of the responsibility for his action fall on you in the line of consequence yes but and morally like, yeah but legally i don't think so no yeah i don't think It's, yeah think, yeah we still are in the realm, realm of legality there but yeah, see i don't know i don't think i would i don't think i would say that it's your response i i wouldn't i wouldn't think cuz i feel like in, that's what in the line of consequence uh, it becomes your response. you you started the chain right Huh? it's because of you that these chain reactions happen it right. it's basically what the butterfly effect and everything right huh? so if your action could have been different would things have happened in a different way i mean i'm not saying that it's your responsibility but everybody would feel the guilt i feel unless you're oh as oh as far as guilt goes sure yeah. i sure i'll concede that as far as guilt goes yeah i mean i would i would feel bad if someone were to use my words to to do something horrendous right and i wouldn't be want a part of that. i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be a part of that by any means i wouldn't want to condone that i wouldn't encourage such actions yeah so i guess in that sense i would feel definitely i would feel a sense of guilt but i i don't think i can be helped see see i and i and i bring this point and this is I'm responsible for that person's death i i I've never said that. I, i right right Yeah I I know I don't think I I realize you don't that's not what you said. You're not you're not in any way responsible for the yeah. death but yeah. if you want and, and if you want to tell yourself that you are if you want to rid yourself of all responsibility and consequence you can right. to make yourself feel better but I feel guilt basically like right yeah so this is So th- I'm glad we ended on this note right here because I want to use this opportunity to bring up Manav Singh. Who? Do you know the case of Manav Singh? No. So Manav Singh was this seven I think like 17 or 18 year old boy who allegedly sexually assaulted uh, another girl. Um Oh from, right, the from, army is something no i i say I, i don't think i don't i don't know what the armor chief's part but essentially this this kid manu singh sexually assaulted a girl when he was 15 years old so this oh. this happened 2 years ago this happened 2 years ago this came up right before the whole locker room incident and um so this kid i think he and this is the story is on i don't want to get into the details cuz i feel like it's a little weird um and it's a little it, it's a little disgusting the whole details of what happens but anyway this this kid allegedly sexually assaults his girl um but doesn't become a rape just just want to conclude that so it become it's a sexual assault for sure 100% if that if the, if the events were true it's a sexual assault it's, a sexual assault girl and two years later right before the locker room incident i think this during or right before the locker room incident this this girl posts on her instagram and like facebook or whatever her story of sexual assault and at the end of it she names him and what happens is the the internet mob obviously goes on to him and like does does their own magic oh and is this the case where the dude was um, lit on fire 
No. <laughs> no. That, that happened, by the way. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but so this kid, so this kid, what he did was he killed himself. Yeah. He jumped off a building and he killed himself. And this happened within a week. So a week after, a week or two weeks after the the story came out, he, obviously he he was buried with like all of these accusations, all these things, and it led to his killing at, at the end. Now, a lot of Instagram influencers did report it. Um, and then I think another rather insidious, I don't want to say insidious, but it seemed a little odd for me to, to see this was the girl who, the victim. Later, after the after hearing the death of this kid, the victim, the rather, um, I'd say rather unconcerningly said, he got what he deserved. He couldn't handle the pressure of his actions and he killed himself. Now, see, this is what I struggled with. The problem with the thing is there was no due process. Like she never went to the cops. No. Now I understand that part, like not wanting to go to the cops because if you if you have something that traumatic happen to you, like I, I don't I don't ex- I would ideally want everyone to go to the police and like go through the legal system for yeah, sure. But, but, but sometimes it's too hard. Like sometimes no, most yeah. of the time you're not affected. Especially if you're in Kerala, they'll just say, Okay, you work plus if you feel the same. Yeah. See, so so in that in that sense, I understand. It happens and, all the time in Bangalore, by the way. Well, there you but, go. See, see, that's and, the thing. Like, like whenever a girl goes and complains post eleven o'clock, I mean eleven p.m., um, they usually just tell her rest properly and don't go see, out partying. <laughs> see, that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's understandable why such things come up and our reaction to it is understandable. But what becomes of us and our principles when we become what we are trying to... Yeah, we set a precedent of, exactly. of the consequences that we and that yeah. we impose on, like when we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, the people shouldn't be the, peop- uh, the ones that have that right it should be the, it should ideally be the legal stuff and the thing with manav singh is that now the problem with manav singh is that his his parents claim that his death was directly associated with his direct consequences of the uh, the backlash he got online right and i saw a few instagram influencers completely dismiss any sense of responsibility and any sense of guilt yeah, for their like obviously accusing him and like just went going on like calling him out multiple times and then and and more so it just like I see the problem with the story is is that this kid obviously killed himself. I feel bad for the kid. I feel bad for the family that his this kid. But I just think that there's a situation where you could have been kinder. Right, and I sometimes think about as far as growth is concerned. I, he, I'm not saying that his actions were good. If it, if it is true, man, screw that guy for doing that thing. But even so, even if he did those things, I would still like for to see him like change, become the better person. But he was not given that opportunity, right? 
And that that hurts. That's that's the part where I'm like, I don't know if that was right. Um, yeah, because did he deserve to die? People, if I say, I, I feel like if I say no, he did not deserve to die. Like an entire mob would come at me, say no, he did because what he did was wrong. And I, I think about it. I mean, the world is not fair. This is why I. wanted you to read up on the just world hypothesis yeah, because yeah. everybody just assumes that everything's fair i mean, i mean look at our past or look at our human past yeah it was not pretty it's not like rape was invented in the 20th century or the 19th century it was it, it, it was sort of a way of life back in 15th and 14th century and it was super bad but i you can't pretend that this just came up now Okay, wait. I think I'm going off tangent. No, no, no. <laughs> you're good. You're good. No, no, no. I don't want to. I am in no way defending rape. Oh no! Yeah. Why the fuck should I do that? I'm not that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying is that um, the assumption that somebody has to die for doing something horrendous, uh, like even if you feel like somebody should die. Doing something super horrendous. Uh, okay, wait. My thought just came. Sorry, I lost my thought. <laughs> no, that happens. Don't worry about it. It happens to me all the time. But you get the point. You no, I understand. It. I understand what you mean. Um, I actually, I actually forgot what I was gonna say. I'm actually see. I'm thinking about uh, putting these episodes with like. like an interesting title that is like descriptive a little bit of what the content is so i'm calling this episode the episode that cried wolf <laughs> and then i'm going to have like another one with yeah i'm going to have one episode called uh, lokya kenge oh yeah okay. that's just just about parents that's about indian parents only that's the yeah. indian fantasy but um uh, that's what i'm going to call this i just thought i'd mention that um oh fun thing i deleted my facebook I'm off Why? the grid. No I, reason particularly. I don't use it. Exactly, dude. The last time I used it was five, four years ago. Okay, so why do you have it? Delete it. Because I, I, I still like to take it on my birthday every year and see all it. I, I, I didn't do that this year or last year, but I don't know. I think that's why I keep it. And also, it. it with the whole indian parents thing oh yeah yeah i didn't tell my i didn't tell my parents yet uh i like i no 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 i'm glad that they believe that i'm online there because they will be <laughs> up in my <laughs> oh yeah okay uh true true um yeah and no, i just deleted a uh, face like social media like all these different websites now gives you the option of like downloading your information So I downloaded all of my data, and then I deleted. So I'm not losing any like all of my old like messages and like pictures and whatever. I still have all of that, but I just can't create. I can't like go back into that account anymore. I am off the grid of Facebook. Next is Instagram. I am. I am okay. on my way. Also, completely different subject. I don't know how people have the patience all the time to post. Twenty stories about their personal life on Instagram and on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Who does that? Dude, who, yeah. I see people do that, and yeah. I thought, dude, and Snapchat. Okay, yeah, and I only have one of these apps. 
Dude. I've never posted a story on WhatsApp. I I didn't even know Facebook had a story feature actually. Yo, <laughs> I actually no, I yeah no I 100% agree. I have only once posted a story on WhatsApp, and that was because someone had asked me to do it. Oh. And that was the only reason I posted on a story on WhatsApp, and that was the only other time. But it's, like, how do you do? I I don't understand. Like, wow, how do you get so much time? Like, who can, who has all this time? It's it's, it's more like what. point are you trying to make that's what i think. i think they're trying to cover the ground if they've messed anyone on instagram i feel like oh someone's on instagram so i have to like let other yeah, people on my whatsapp have it's not even relevant stories it's just like <laughs> it's like 20 selfies <laughs> over the course of the day why would you want to post huh? yeah, i don't know some people are like that some people some people like that um yeah i i don't know i don't i don't want to bash people for posting 20 stories because i feel like I yeah, do what you want I just, yeah. yeah i just don't i don't understand it. it i i i don't understand it for sure but but if someone wants to do that by all means go ahead man i mean whatever gets rid of your boredom you know if if that gives you a sense of meaning hey do it i don't care as long as you're not hurting anyone that's yeah, that's all i have to say about that um i was going <laughs> okay sure no, not judgmental judgmental like in yeah. more of uh, okay if you post 20 stories on instagram facebook and whatsapp i will use that opportunity to uh, gain some insight into how fucked up you are up here that, that kind of <laughs> no, i understand that but i feel like even so do you think that's even see i think cause i judge people like on a daily basis right on a minute minute basis I, i judge people but i don't i don't act on those judgments so that's why i always say like when people say like people say i like, don't be judgmental i'm like no be judgmental assume all you want don't act on it for understanding that because my ex used to call me judgmental because like whenever he sent me some story or like, uh, whatever he would don't be so judgmental i'm like i'm not acting on it i'm yeah my opinion and i change my opinions all the time okay Um, yeah. Anyway. What What do you think someone should do about like let's say, let's say you witness an act of injustice or an I heard on this act. Okay, what do you think you should do? Should you go online and post about it? I if if I experience the injustice in real life, I feel like I need to sort it out then and there, and. maybe gather a few people see that that depends I, 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 everybody is different so and i am i usually have a flight response so right. i if, if somebody grabs my butt on a bus i'll probably just give him a look and not do anything about it right just that is me yeah it, that, that is super fucked up but i mean parenting yeah. is a different log for you <laughs> so uh Uh, it depends right what are you asking what should be done ideally i wasn't but what should be done ideally what do you what do you think that i ideally the person should be made aware that what they did is fucked up now that how the person should be made aware is very subjective because you don't know everyone and you don't know how basically if i need to be taught something 
it's a method that my parents used by, by like beating me and telling me that okay no this is the right way to do it then that would be the way that works for him maybe he needs to be shamed publicly and beaten up so that he doesn't do the act again yeah right yeah and you the, get what i mean by no, that no i understand what you mean but another case is yeah i guess yeah. so i understand but your generally point. you should talk about it like if if something happens to you on the road or you should call out the person there maybe tell him what you did was wrong and then if you're bold enough face the consequences because i i actually did that i think in kerala you see like 100 guys every night doing this shit i think i was coming back from uh, my tuition and then like a scooter passed by and then i told the dude i mean no and then the dude looked at me and then you know like said something or whistled or something yeah and then i looked at them and i said kora patti okay and then and then i and then i walked and i entered my lane okay yeah. and they were slowing down okay huh yeah so the moment they saw that i entered into the lane i knew i was fucked Huh? And yeah. they knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They can do something. Right? Yeah. And then, and then they turned into the lane, and they were like, "Okay, what did you say again? You think uh, it's right to talk to people like this?" So, at that moment, I felt like telling them, "Okay, you know what? Stop this, or I'll call people." And I yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Thankfully, at that moment. But in a different scenario, if there were no people around me, huh? i could be in trouble you never know yeah right so is it worth sometimes okay th- this is not a moral thing it's more of an instinctual uh, self protective thing that i'm saying that if you're in a situation where you know for a fact that what this is going to lead to is going to be potentially harmful for you would you still call out that person or right yeah would you should you more like should you mm. yeah should you, yeah i mean i guess different people have different ways of acting on it because i know i yeah, know potentially if i did that then i could be beaten up or in my case i could have been molested or something yeah. if there were no people yeah huh? so should i act on my beliefs and should should i uh, speak my mind or should i try to protect myself and not suffer the consequence is this a either way you lose yeah exactly yeah and that's and that that's, that, that's hard. Yeah, and that, and that, yeah and that's hard that's the thing right it's like either way you lose but i don't know i don't know what the right choice there is um i know i know of my friends who have been in similar situations have so I called i think the right choice would be to call them out yeah but whether um, it comes down to that that's like the cure yeah right do thing. you want to martyr yourself to prove a point which to bring up the idea of virtue signaling right mm-hmm. the idea of virtue signaling Mm-hmm. where everyone uh everyone posts something everyone brings something to attention to uh to buy what you points out uh, to show people to show others hey look at this i am doing this because i'm being virtuous right and it is a pejorative term because there's a lot of negative connotations to it 
Uh, but now, until now, we've sort of talked about how, you know, people like to call everything out and they're rather rash in it, they're hasty in it, and people are virtue signaling for the sake of virtue. For, for the sake of you know coming out as uh, virtuous or just showing people to get those vanity points to make themselves feel better. The problem with this whole conversation is that the act of calling out someone for virtue signaling is virtue signaling. Yeah, it is. So in that case, we are no <laughs> we are no no better than the rest of them for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but I still want to have the conversation. We're just talking about exactly we're having a conversation. It's good to acknowledge that just the fact that you acknowledge yeah. what you did, what you're signaling. It's good, right? Yeah, I, I guess it is good. I yeah. yeah, I I just saw a classmate post something along the lines yesterday. She she called out virtual signalers on Twitter, <laughs> and I thought it was bad. It is. It is. Um, yeah, over the past few years, I've, see, I've seen the term virtue signaling used so much that it's just, it's become the sort of thing. But uh, yeah, people. Yeah, no, think about it. Like terms like virtue signaling is pretty more. Just the moment you use the term, you are. Just, yeah, you've already missed the point. It is, it, it's, a, it's a personal attack. Like, that's what it is. It's not. A, it's not an actual attack of the the content of the conversation. So it's an ad hominem. It's a personal attack, not not necessarily. Um, but yeah. Oh, like, did you? Okay. So remember the Blackout Tuesday thing, where everyone posted like a black picture, black square. So when the whole uh, protest, I. It's not. Everybody is pretty much becoming numb to all these social media shenanigans. But I think I've moved faster. And sometimes by some post, we get like super triggered that we need to talk about it. Right. Okay. I I think I've moved past that also. Yeah. Right. Because I don't post anything remote. I, I, don't, I don't post anything political or social or moral anymore. I, I, I no, you no, not anymore. I think you, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, no, I. But it, for, okay, for me, honestly, it was always nice to see your like stories addressing sort of the antithesis of the the narrative that's set up by the the, the vast majority. And so you always came and said, "Yeah, all of these things are wrong, but you know, it's just some part of it." You're like, there's a, there's, there are these certain nuances that we're missing," and you always brought that up. So it was nice to like see that. I know we've had conversations online about this in the past. But yeah, I, I don't think know. I realize that to any problem, there would be outliers. And... Oh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. right? I'd rather be the person who sees and acknowledges these outliers than be someone who has an opinion in it. Like, I want to view this, I want to view issues from the periphery instead of being a part of it. I think that's what I'm doing right now. But obviously, people are calling that as being complicit. So I'm kind of getting pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how how much you've been following the uh, the protests in Minnesota. 
with the yeah. whole George Floyd thing. That thing, it, I blew up in, as soon as it blew up in America, it, it, it started blowing up in Canada as well. There, there, there have been protests in my city, in the cities all over Canada, in show and solidarity. And, and I, br- I brought the, like, the topic of Blackout Tuesday, was a lot of people posted a black square. It was like a week or two after the death of George Floyd just to show, like, to show their support. Yeah. Other contemporaries to that are when Gal Gadot and a bunch of celebrities started singing, I imagine, like, imagine when the whole, did you, do you remember that? Like, they all sang this song, Imagine oh, by yeah, John Lennon, yeah. I, like, I to show their solidarity uh, in the wake of the COVID uh, pandemic when it started out. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, so these two, see, so these two things, I posted the blackout square as well. See, when I did it, I didn't even think about what I was doing. Okay, I saw I saw very good, a very close, very good, a morally sound person, morally and intellectually sound person, post this thing, and I started like, okay, if she's doing, I'm gonna do it. So I just did it. I didn't even think about it. Only after I did it, it's like an hour or two later, it's like, what did I just do? Because I posted a square to show my support for black people. I'm like, what, what, what? What good does that do? What am I actually doing? So I've evaded, like, so I've sort of dismissed my other responsibilities to say that I, I posted a black square. When really, ideally, I should be helping, like if, like, if I should be helping the minorities or other, other discriminated communities in actual real ways rather than going online and posting a square. And that, like, that had a lot of black backlash in the same with the celebrities singing, I imagine the whole pandemic thing because they're all sitting in their nice yards and singing a song as if they solved the whole <laughs> coronavirus thing. Right? But I, I bring up these points because I feel like a lot of the times people don't take a minute to think about what they're actually doing. In the same way, I didn't think about what I was doing when I posted a black square. In the, I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm doing the support when really what I was really doing was I was just sort of pandering to the majority to show myself as to present myself as yeah i'm the one of the good ones mm-hmm. exactly yeah it, like I'm, you were giving into the social like you didn't want to be excluded. you don't want people to we all don't want people to have bad opinions of ourselves if that is one thing that still makes me still made me in the last few months post some relevant stuff like when when it comes to uh, plastic in the ocean and shit like that i i posted all that which is yeah. like, I, I still post about all that but am i making my lifestyle healthier i mean i should be i am trying to but if i am not doing it in my personal life there's no point in me talking about it in my public life right yeah, but but sharing a meme, I mean, sharing a post makes a huge difference, right? Like that's true. I could be doing absolutely nothing for the cause in real life, but if I share it, then everybody has a good opinion about me. Oh, okay, there seems to be something that she cares about, which is a great quality. I feel it happens. I mean, it yeah. is the reality. It has become the reality now. Yeah, and, it's just true. And when people start calling out. Uh, people like me back in the day uh, <laughs> used to call out these people for 
having double standards yeah. then they think okay maybe i should start doing this in my real life and publicizing it so that see you do it for more acceptance yeah you never want to be you know pinpointed you always want to be the good person yeah like okay, yeah we always want to have this need for acceptance right like we want to be part of the group we don't want to be excluded from the group and i feel like we a lot of people do that and okay. yeah okay i don't this is in no way related but since we were discussing about vigilantism and online vigilantism i think what needs to be brought up is the word itself because um everybody because of the whole uh, superhero trend like you said justice league right <laughs> spider man iron man everyone okay except maybe what's that dude except the ones working for the government everybody else is basically a vigilante so yeah. all these exactly so all these superheroes have completely normalized vigilantism and made us perceive it to be a positive concept so if you ask somebody um like it has no criminal connotation anymore yeah. like it's okay to be a vigilante cuz like you're being yeah. a superhero right yeah yeah no, no that's, that's a that's an excellent point you bring up uh, i was actually just thinking about that yesterday i was watching justice league um the animated series the old animated series in 2001 i was watching it and i was just like seeing all of this destruction i was like i feel like there was a better way to like to to address the issue here and they talk about bad people and they're like catching crimes they're beating the shit out of them and i was just thinking what that person clearly needs help why would you beat the crap out of him man jesus christ yeah i know you just great point yeah i feel like yeah superhero movies and comic book comic books are definitely normalized vigilantism when in reality just think about it okay what they are vigilantes right all of them i mean batman is being publicized as a vigilante yeah. right uh, anyway uh, so uh, but that doesn't change the fact that the people in india who are lynching and killing people who eat cow are also vigilantes right yeah ha uh, so when you yeah. think about it and when you're like saying oh, okay vigilantism is pretty good i mean it's essential in a democracy you're also justifying that it's okay for people to go around killing people who eat beef yeah that's yeah. is it bad in bangalore can you eat beef yeah. in bangalore yeah yeah bangalore is fine because bangalore is fine <laughs> really okay i didn't know that. i i thought it was like kerala was it maybe no 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 maybe remote areas in bangalore no what i meant by bangalore is fine is kerala is fantastic okay oh, and okay. that kind of shit very rarely happens here Yeah. but it's just that whenever it happens they make it a huge deal because <laughs> because kerala <it's Kayla. laughs> no, not just because kerala because that kind of shit never happens here. and see yeah, right it happens right. here they make it a huge deal yeah but it happens in the north since it happens all the fucking time it's it's sort of yeah, the norm exactly. yeah exactly there's the the like the thing with the happen with the elephant yeah 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 that that, that went out of everybody yeah. just wants a reason to act kerala and i don't even blame them right now because as much as i love kerala it pisses me off to see 20 different no every single malayali on my feed share everything about kerala okay so i no i mean i am a malayali okay i love kerala and i love everything kerala is doing but it pisses me off that all these dumbasses are out there just like putting it on their face saying your north is look at us we are amazing okay 
you know who comes to my mind and the philip oh do i hear that oh my god don't let them hear you not just anto philip okay this, this is one chick also from mumbai she does this ammai thing like oh yeah yeah see i i i forget what her name is I, okay you know i'm going to look it up right now because i want to name her name but i know who you're talking about that see that that person i forget <laughs> see that person three it's a saumya no no if i remember the name anyway i feel like now if i go search i'll, I'll be on here forever but see that i see i don't i've never liked her impressions i want to like them it's not that no i think oh no she has a comical face and everything and she can yeah. probably pull up comedy but the stuff that comes out of her mouth is just like it's purified crap Really, I see. I've I've never listened to much of her stuff. No, like because it just like know, makes me weird. There might be some point, but the like the point that she's trying to make would be a good thing. Yeah. But you know how people faff their way out of shit. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like how you faff on exams. Okay, I feel mm, like mm. all of her content is just a shit ton of faff and with no value. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess so. That's a, that's a good point. Like, what, what my point is, when you put it on their face, they wouldn't like that. If you yeah. want to like promote Kerala, stop telling them, yo, macha, we are amazing. Like, if, yeah, if you say all the time. Right. It's gonna be, they're going to be super pissed off. Like, yeah, I yeah. know that I come from, like my class, okay, in Bangalore. Yeah. It, it's a... Uh, I am doing journalism, by the way, JP English. Hey, okay. hold on. For whatever reason, I thought you were doing law. No, no, no. I am doing journalism. Okay, go ahead. Like that. Psychology English. Okay. Are you doing a triple major? Yeah, I am doing a triple major. Jesus Christ, you are smart. I am not smart. But go ahead. No, no. It's a yeah, nice course. Yeah. Uh, that is debatable but anyway in christ generally you have a very mallu crowd but uh, our class is pretty different because we have relatively very few malayalis and i don't know it's, it's a different class like my social my friend circle itself is um there's like a dude from jharkhand there's a dude from orissa um like andhra it, it's oh, very it's like, yeah yeah okay okay exactly. it's pretty diverse so, yeah so the malayalis in my class know better than to praise kerala awesome. because that is not the way you make them respect kerala right yeah yeah so, so it like and we have learned that because of how much we have tried to put kerala on their face and especially when christ bro like ஒரு <laughs> 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 
I do it. I did it too. I did it because I love Kerala. Okay. Yeah. I mean, apart from the whole judgmental society yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And the fact that I would never want to live here. <laughs> I never have a social life here. I love Kerala. Yeah. But that doesn't. It's a very Malu attitude, don't you think? Putting. I think it's a very Indian attitude because because being in like, Canada. I think it's a very Indian. That's not a very Malu thing. It's very Indian because being in Canada, which you normally see, is I've, okay. First of all, Canada has way too many Indians. <laughs> I that's a bad thing to say. There's a lot of Indians here. Uh, there's a huge South Asian culture as as compared to like other countries like America and Canada, like uh, first world countries. I think okay. my uh, battery is at seven percent. Oh no! I just, I'd get disconnected, so I have to run back to my room or try to configure my phone. Sure. Um, but yeah, in 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 oh okay okay that's what you mean okay okay sure sure should I connect it to my phone yeah see 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 if you can work it on your phone okay <laughs> hey I got you yeah hey I, I just didn't figure out Zoom is all sorry my bad yeah. Okay. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, I was just saying about Indians in Canada. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of international students that come here, and I've met a lot of them. I've met like from different factions, different economic backgrounds, different like, and I've man, there's a lot. I've learned a lot more about India after I moved here, uh, just because like, you meet people from Punjab, Gujarat, Assam, Mizoram. It's just everywhere. It's and it's amazing how. But one thing they'll always like, the one thing they always like to talk about is how much how proud of they are of their uh, heritage, and they're always talking. They're always upping the game with uh, when they talk to like. white people here with the canadians they're like oh yeah india is amazing and blah blah blah, blah. they always talk as if like they like india is like the shit like that like the number one thing and it's i i was guilty of this as well like because i remember when i came here i was better at math and like science or whatever and in my class i was fairly better at school than others so i always felt like i was representing the whole of india um so i was always made as like, yeah it's because of my upbringing that's why and i was like i would always like play play it up a notch and then i realized sometime later that um that it was stupid to do that because at the end of the day we are a third world country and i chose to boot the first you know how fucked up yeah it is yeah no and i i there's a there's a story my professor he's german um uh this professor of mine when i was in college some professor of mine he he was teaching his university course and he was talking about he brought up an example of india and in india how i think how a bunch of people were killed because they killed a bu- bunch of cows mm-hmm. this has happened in north india mm-hmm. and i think the lo- a lot of the nris so the in the first generation indians in this class didn't like that and then like you're rep- representing indian wrong way blah 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 and he, my professor is like uh i'm just presenting the facts i didn't say india is a bad country He's like no no you're you're creating this stereotype you can this idea that india is bad you're portraying it in a bad way uh, this is not a truth this is like someone it's an outlier blah 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 and he's like well, excuse me where, where were you guys born again oh we're all from canada we're all born in canada oh so you've never been to india no we 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 visit and this is not what we see 
And he told me this story and he's like, what's up with that? And I said, well, they're very, well, Indians are very ethnocentric, but at the same time, first generation Indians, I feel like they like the narrative that they like this idea. They like this idea that their heritage is somehow pure and amazing and compared that to the white culture of first world countries, it's not, it's somehow better. Um, I'm, obviously I'm overgeneralizing. I'm, I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but I, I feel yeah. like there is some sense of uh, this, there, some sense of how the heritage is somehow better or in some way amazing by all respects. And that's, and, and I don't believe that. And coming from India, I'm like, yeah, India's fucked up. Don't get me, I love India. Don't get me wrong. I am dying to go back. But it's, it's messed up in a lot of ways. You know, you like it for the good and the bad, but don't tell me it's perfect. And I feel like a similar thing happens with Catalites and Malus. And I yeah. think part, and partly it's because of Antiphilip. <laughs> I mean, again, see, in, like you said, Antiphilip is a Malayali who has not lived in Kerala, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so most mean page admins get triggered for, by, by, by popularity because like... Macha, you've never been in Kerala. Why the fuck are you talking like oh, this? Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, he was born and brought up in that culture, but that doesn't change the fact that his personality was molded in a, yeah. as a Bangalorean, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and Bangaloreans, Bangalorean as such is an entirely different culture. Because, bet, yeah. yeah. It, it's not a Kannada culture, obviously. No, yeah, no. Of like course Bangalore not. is very different from Karnataka. It's, it's, it's an entire. Do you, do you think do you think Bangalore is better than Kochi? <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is no. Sorry, the answer is no. That's the only answer. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. I, I, this is the thing. Okay, I got into like a lot of fights for this because when I told my friends that I am so fucking glad to go back to Kerala, they were like, "Why the fuck do you want to go back to?" Kerala? And these are our friends who moved from Bangalore to Kerala. I mean, to, oh, from Kerala to Bangalore. Bangalore right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> to like find work and shit. And I tell them, I want to go back home. I love Kerala more than I love Bangalore. They're like. Why the fuck, bro? You like so free here and shit is nice, and you know, you don't like no Avarinduvarim, Avarinduvarim, and shit like that, <laughs> which is great. And I really do miss that. But that doesn't change the fact that Bangalore is a dump. Okay, <laughs> it, it really is. I, I wake up every day morning hoping that I don't see shit on my way to college. Literal shit. Okay. I once saw a lady taking a dump on the road. I'm not kidding. That is Bangalore. And and I'm scared that if that is Bangalore, what the fuck is the rest of India? Okay. And see, I'm born in a culture like in Kerala. We're all in like a cocoon, dude. Like in Kerala. We're not we're not exposed to the rest of India. Yeah, no, we are. Kerala is fucked up in its own ways because of how judgmental people get with their education and everything. But, dude, I'd rather, I mean, if Kerala was like Bangalore, like if the people were like Bangaloreans, it would be great. Even though most people are apathetic, they really don't like, I know, they're not so judgmental. And they're generally like compared to Delhi, 
I it might be a stereotype. I don't know. Okay, I if it's if it is, I will obviously correct myself. But uh, <laughs> Bangalore crowd is generally smarter than other crowds because if, I don't I I don't know why it is, but they are okay. Right. The crowd, but that doesn't change the fact that people are selfish and that yeah they want to yeah. I I, I, I some, somehow this is a weird idea that if you if you are more educated, somehow you're a better person. You're not. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. They I, are I, educated, which is yeah. great because they understand you better. Yeah. But but that doesn't. A, a dick is still a dick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, Bangalore. Okay. Firstly, that it's a dump. <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. Like, I, if I for a split second yeah. look at my phone to change the music while I'm walking back from college, yeah, there is a good chance that I'll step in shit. Okay. It's not. It's either dog shit or cow shit. Like cow dung. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah. Oh, that's that's one. I've I've been to Bangalore once, um, mm. and that was when I had called you. But I should have given you a lot more notice. You nice, nice side of Brazil, and this is for this is for this is four years ago. This is four years ago. But but in your defense, I didn't like. I told you the morning of. Like hey, I'm in Bangalore. Okay. And also, four years ago, I lived with my mom in Bangalore. My oh, did you? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they were in Bangalore. All oh, right, right, right. And this is um, I think you were still in school because you you're a year back right now. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So yeah, I've only been to Bangalore once, and I honestly I was expecting like. I don't know what I was expecting. Something I was expecting amazing, right? something amazing. Some, I was expecting something better than Kochi. I go in and I see exactly. like I was I was I was disappointed. Like they had all the restaurants. They had a exactly. lot more restaurants, but it's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. go you step outside the restaurant is shit. <laughs> That's what I personally felt. Exactly. Exactly. I thought, oh yeah, I entered Bangalore. Now I'm gonna see like one everybody in shorts in like a very cool um like. Cool looking road with like a nice pavement and a pedestal and yeah. shit. Like, I, the thing is, <laughs> Kochi hasn't been the same after Lulu. It's obviously yeah. So like, nothing in Bangalore amused me after moving from Kochi to Bangalore, except I mean, except the fact that you get a lot of I mean, except the fact that you can drink along with your food there. There are no pubs. Oh, you mean alcohol? Okay, I was like, what do you mean? Okay, I thought it was like that didn't make sense. You can drink water. Like if you, if no, no, no. That just makes sense to me. Yeah, alcohol. No, I meant like a glass of wine. Oh, right, 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 right. Nice. I don't know, cocktail, whatever. Yeah. You you can't do that in Kochi. Oh, can, okay. Even 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 if they start uh, open bar restaurants and shit, it's it's still gonna be a huge taboo because you know. Oh, oh wow. I will put that and all. You know, you know how yeah, people know here think. Yeah, Actually, you know what? It's a funny <laughs> dude. <laughs> See, some of the stereotypes uh, are retained. Not a stereotype. Some of the like the I, I feel like the more Regressive ideas are retained, even if like Indians and like come over to Canada. Because this one time, I was over with a few friends of mine at this one place, and there was this one girl. Um, she's 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 like two years, two or three years older than I was. Uh, then I, 
than I am. Uh, and then she was there and then we all like, we had like a few beers or whatever. So I was like, Hey, do you want, do you want one? And now I knew that she doesn't drink, but I just thought of out of courtesy, like, do you want one? And then she's like, no, mind you, she was, she was a good friend of mine at the time. So she's like, no. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Are you sure? And then she's like, why would you ask me that? Oh, okay, whatever. And then it was it was whatever. We went past it. And then later that night, she she took me aside. And she's like, why would you ask me that in front of all these people? You know that I don't drink. And I was like, hold hold up, what's wrong? It's like okay. it's just like you didn't drink. So what's what's wrong? You're you're the good girl now. Like, no, you know what people think. This is Canada. <laughs> no, no, what's up? I, don't hey, I just thought that was weird. I, I yeah. Let it auntie start wearing jeans more often. That's it. Nothing. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Auntie started wearing jeans more often. Yeah, but I have those those conversations with like people from Mumbai here, and I always get shit from like Mumbaikers. If you think oh. if you think Bangaloreans are bad, talk to a Mumbaiker and say Kochi is better. They will lose their shit. It's like the brain mm-hmm. start man, man functions. Like, what do you mean? Some I, other I, city is better than Mumbai. <laughs> and arguably, the worst place is Mumbai. So, so my uh, best friend, okay, my roommate, okay. I don't like terms. No labels. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No labels. Yeah. So she is from uh, Mumbai. Okay. And thankfully, and she's smart, by the way. Oh, okay. Good. She's level headed. And um, so she never tells me, okay, Mumbai is better or anything like that. Oh, really? No. Wow. She's rare. Yeah, exactly. She's like, yeah, she's just said, oh, Mumbai. Okay, and I'm like, I thought you loved Mumbai. And then she's like, yeah, I do sometimes. But I mean, she, obviously, there's a lot of nostalgia associated with it. Yeah. Like, attached to it because she's she was I'm born in... Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's an exception because she's a Tamilian, but... She was born and brought up there. Oh, no, 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 that's not good. But even so, no, no, I know, I know Malus and like, I know like other people who buy like, God, but go yeah. on, yeah. Yeah, no, she, her heritage is uh, Tamil Brahmin, but uh, she was born and brought up, she is a Mumbai car or whatever you call people from Mumbai. And she loves the local train there, but apart from that, there is nothing that she would exactly brag about oh, so she awesome. came to Kochi yeah no yeah. and the best part was she she came to Kochi okay because yeah. she, she she's an artist I mean no she she loves art and she studies art so uh, she came to Kochi for the Binale because I brought her here for the Binale right. and uh, she was doing an internship also uh, at the week anyway so uh, she came and um, so her both of us are roommates okay and uh, what happened was that we didn't we couldn't book it at the same time so she landed before I did like her bus reached before mine did and uh, she had to wait for me and I asked her and she 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 got down a dead apple actually so I told her go sit at Lulu Mall okay (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, I reached like two hours later I told and then she's like what will I do in two hours I'm like trust me you will not finish the half of it (laughs) in Lulu she's like bro 
you're you're talking about malls i'm from mumbai okay and it's like yeah i know i i've also been in mumbai and then, and then i told her lulu mall is actually the biggest mall in india she's like bullshit she googled it always like that fuck is this shit <laughs> yeah she googled it and she's like what no i don't believe this is like some phoenix mall or something she thought i was like yeah no that's like the third biggest and then she's like shit so she was there and then she got down okay i don't think you've been to kochi after the metro no, have you no i've not it's super different especially yeah, the edapalli yeah, yeah exactly edapalli bypass is super different because there is a there is a flyover yeah. and on top of the flyover there's the metro Jesus. and and yeah exactly so it, it looks like it looks uber okay oh, wow. it, it looks super modern wow. and, and so and there is uh, an underground passage from um, lulu to the other side that oh, basically you don't try yeah, yeah exactly it, it it's beautiful okay yeah. and uh, so she got out and it took her like 15 minutes to reach me because she was super confused <laughs> what to do yeah i know and then she got up and she, she she reached and she's like what is this shit okay i've never like even singapore is not this complicated i cannot figure out this shit yeah and, and i was happy because like everybody has this yeah i know cuz cuz i also had like this is super important okay i mean nothing related to what we're talking about but uh, um when i was in pu in bangalore i had this classmate of mine absolute dumbass okay he is a malayali huh yeah. and he is actually from kovalam or some place okay some okay. remote village area okay. so he assumes that all of kerala is a dump and bangalore is like heaven for anybody who's from kerala okay mother i went directly from kochi to this attitude okay yeah. not in college this is pu huh and mm-hmm. he's like oh avade and like i think one day he said that are there even european classes in kochi okay i know exactly he pissed the fuck out of me and i said okay no i he, i think he texted me when i was here for onam you know some vacation and i told him i am at the movies i think i texted on the group or something that i am at the movies and he's like oh what uh, local theater are you at uh, did you pay 50 bucks to get in and i'm like bro i am at pvr okay there and he's like there is a pvr in kerala <laughs> where where is this guy living under a rock <laughs> no bro that's just sad Oh. Yeah I know it was and he was super judgmental of me too and the fact that uh, I had a boyfriend back then because he was like hey no is malla malayali pennanga parnatollavalla and shit like that so that is why i that is why i say people don't change even if they're in fucking canada they just change their clothes yeah that's true uh, this, this you and you know why they change their clothes no i'll tell you why they change their clothes because of this very popular saying in malayalam naad odumbo nadave odaram that is what every single cousin of mine uses to justify like, like so my uncle went to australia okay uh, yeah. and they were super conservative when they were back here in kerala super like yeah. they judged the shit out of me for like wearing sleeveless shit and all that yeah yeah huh? and now they've gone to australia and and he, he he's like pretty well off okay yeah. they they settled in australia now 
and the kids they're growing up uh, you know exposed to that culture yeah. they were my cousin sister wears bikinis and shit okay yeah yeah right now in in australia yeah okay and the same people here in kerala they tell me okay you, you're not supposed to wear sleeveless <laughs> it's double standard but that is not the f- funny bit here is the whenever i bring it up with my grandma whenever she like she, she she uses them as like an example of everything good and she yeah, yeah. yeah she, she does that you know grandma so yeah. uh, she, she always compares and shit so whenever she compares you know she tells me that my clothes are uh, not modest and shit i i immediately tell her oh, okay you use them as example no use it now and then she'll be like um they are doing that because naad odumba nadave odanam everything every, yeah anything any malayali does in like when they are abroad is justified because of the statement <laughs> just because of the statement <laughs> no right. yeah no you're right uh yeah malusa malusa lol weird if you are if you're planning on like mixing conversations you can, you can use this tidbit in your indian whatever <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> nah, i i'll rather no nah, i'd rather i'd rather have be part of this conversation over <laughs> yeah i i don't cuz I, i i imagine like maybe five people will listen to this and three yeah, of them exactly. and two of them will be patch and arathi and that's it <laughs> i don't expect the any but yeah uh, i don't expect anyone to listen to like two hours of this conversation adundan i have made tell you are you actually going to post two hours of this conversation yes <laughs> why let it be online cuz cuz you know it will be great if you like whatever you said you're going to cut it into like segments i am i i thought about cutting it so i have like the tldr version so i did that for tamrita it's so weird saying mm-hmm. her name but i did that with mm-hmm. faustine i'm going to call her faustine for now cuz i already know apache oh okay that amrita yeah. okay see see what i mean this like it feels weird yeah, for yeah. me to say amrita cuz i don't actually say the name so the the one with faustine um i did a i made a tldr version it's about 4 minutes and 30 seconds and that like really only you only have to watch that to understand what we talked about and it's little, like you get the idea you don't have to watch full versions but but if if with the that is in the end that's just a means to the end so i want to have the full conversation and then i want to use that to make small videos that's the yeah. so i okay. tra- so but i want to say cuz here's the thing if I, let's say i put the the tiny short bits like we talked before people going to listen to it and they say oh, why did you say that like blah 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 when then the like little nuances to the actual full conversation that i need to put out so that's why i'm putting out the full full conversation that yeah. so i can always refer so i don't have to like explain it it's like did you listen to the full podcast you know why why are you saying this that's that's all i have to say so like like so it take some responsibility of like from me to, like to justify every single thing i say that is why i like but yeah <clears throat> but you're right i know a mumbaiker man like i know i and i have a similar story of a mumbaiker who went to kochi recently and this this dude uh he's never been to kochi he's only been to like some outskirts of atapalam 
So this is like, that's his example of like the rest of Kerala. And I always talk like big shit about Kochi. I mean, Kochi is like amazing. We got Lulu. We got, yeah, that's like, what. I think only people from Kochi understand that. Maybe yeah. that's why that dude did not get it at all. Yeah, it's like so hard. And this, and this dude. But, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, he, this dude, he went to Kochi and he was so surprised. It just blew his mind. It's like, what do you mean, Kochi? And he had to come back. And when he came back to Canada, he said, okay, maybe Kochi's not so bad. And he had to admit it. And you should see his face. He was. He said that with so much pain. <laughs> I was just so happy. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've definitely seen that. So at least my friend who came to Kochi was never judgmental to begin with. But I would definitely love to see the expression of that motherfucker who... <laughs> <laughs> it pissed me off. I told him one time I, I'm at the backwaters, okay? Like, I'm in a houseboat. And yeah. you know, houseboat is like super filled with tech stuff now. Like, yeah. tech stuff, okay? Yeah. They have like saunas and hot tubs oh, and really? sometimes. Yeah, some, some of them. So it depends on how much you're willing to pay. But yeah, they come with an attached amazing bathroom minimum. Okay. Oh, wow. So I, yeah, so I was in a houseboat once and then I told him I'm at the backwaters and he's like, oh man, it must be so hard to go pee or poo in one of those toilets and isn't it disgusting? And I'm like, this, this looks better than my house. Okay. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I have to give I, some. You go ahead. I, I no, yeah, I'll tell you one other thing. This is something that I've observed here in Kochi, okay, and that I actually hate. That, yeah. um, like, so you do know that, um, what, uh, open mics and shit are becoming more and more popular in Kochi, right? Oh, yeah, it started to become a thing in like even before I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it, uh, I've been to like three, I guess. Yeah. Huh? But, and I've been to a few in Bangalore, and I found like a huge difference because here in Kochi, like the people are, I mean, people don't change. They're still the same judgmental fucks who are just there because they're pretentious okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and they want to seem cool yeah. because the moment somebody wanted to come out and the moment people come out to like do stand up and shit they're not encouraging them more like they just don't imagine going up to an audience and have them sit like this and like do this this oh it's really it's just, yeah man they're not appreciating at all okay and I'd hate to do any open mic here in Kochi because it just fly over people's head firstly and secondly they'll just touch the shit out of me okay yeah I mean it's yeah. great that people are given the opportunity and that they can but is that I, I've seen my friends do that okay I went with this one dude Hello. sorry about that my, my data something happened anyway go ahead yes you went with your one dude yeah and somebody somebody was doing a stand-up and all he did throughout was just sit and mock his stand-up like uh, what a oh. shitty joke uh, oh. what a lame joke and, and that 
Whereas when I'm in Bangalore and I go for a, an open mic, everybody is like super encouraging. Even if you like fuck up ten times, they'll be like, "Oh, go, go, go!" and shit like that. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it it really is. Yes, it, it yeah, like, that's even nice. Even if you give like a super bad performance, they're not a mob who demotes you. Right. Whereas here, they will not miss any chance to demote. Okay, it's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. At the open mics that I've been to, which sets a precedent for the kind of crowd that is gonna come up in Kochi, right? Yeah, like yeah, if Kochi is gonna become a metropolitan. I think this is this this uh perception of. I mean, I've been guilty of this. I'll be the first one to admit that I've been guilty of this hundred percent all the time when I was back in Kochi. But this idea of like, if someone were to do something yeah. public, they're doing yeah. it. for this need for attention and we shouldn't like support that or encourage it any sort because their intentions are like they're ill they, they have ill intentions they're only doing it for their own self interest even so even if it is the case if it's something good we should appreciate it we should support that right and i think uh we missed that i at least i missed that opportunity when i was in when i was in india right i didn't like i was the first one to always like make fun of people now looking back at it like, i wish i hadn't i really wish i hadn't but yeah that is where the locker room incident comes yeah it is where the <laughs> locker no because <laughs> acknowledging that you did it i believe is like the first step right yeah like you could have been part of the chat and no i'm not saying okay not the locker room incident exactly i'm saying you could have been part of a similar situation when you were like 5 years younger and everything and just the fact that you're able to see that what you did was wrong and yeah. accept it and acknowledge it, 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 it that itself makes a huge difference i mean that, that that's like the first step you cannot yeah. force people and tell them stop doing that I mean, yeah if that's what you want you need to like seriously sit them through cognitive behavioral therapies yeah you no, cannot do that with a social media post right yeah no absolutely <laughs> not and yeah the, going back to the locker room thing in <laughs> during our time like i said mm-hmm. um see a lot of like a lot more people were aware of the things that like similar things were going on then um then that they might like to admit even my case like even with me i knew about group chats even the one that like one like the one we talked about in a in a cc yeah. even yeah. i was aware of it but again see like i like i had mentioned earlier i was trying so hard to fit it's not an excuse i'm not excusing myself i was trying so hard to fit in and exactly it's like exactly. what would do i want and to be the guy to like to say like uh hey guys don't do this and already exactly. already when i been, i was being shut on through my own fault i'll take full responsibility myself but even so i i don't want to be the even guy. if it's not through your own fault it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you don't know all the backlash that my friend had to face because he um ratted them out to me. And the only reason he ratted me out was because I told you right because my own boyfriend overheard some people talking about it. So and he told me and I knew that this dude will be a part of this uh group. 
so i told him you are my friend motherfucker you better send it to me he's like yeah i know it's wrong and i know i want to send it to you but i'll get into a lot of trouble if i do which is understandable really i mean i am trying to understand that i mean that that's why i had an issue with the whole complicit thing okay yeah because sometimes there could be that's what i said self preservation comes over does self preservation come over uh, standing up for your beliefs that yeah because um yeah because what am i saying yeah because he did that he did they <laughs> okay firstly they do not know that it was the stool they only found out later on but yeah. now he's friends with none of them because uh, yeah. they all found out and like shunned him eventually uh, but i he feels really good about it now right, okay right. and but if i did not find out and if i did not ask him about it uh, that doesn't change the fact that he was still the person who never responded to it right he didn't respond to it because he believed that it was wrong and it's just that he wasn't he didn't have a platform to point out to them that you're wrong and you shouldn't do it because so i i, I want to the consequences do you yeah. think that is it that if you asked me at the time <laughs> hey um what do you think about this i would have probably said it's not harmful right and and i think a lot of that like the lot of the reason that this still continue or people the reason people are and as vocal as they might want to be is because they think this is harmless and i think that's where proper education comes along um they have to be educated right <clears throat> yeah but obviously now like yeah also education is a process right you cannot shove no that's throat. true that is true education is a process and just shove it in someone's throat for sure yeah no it's it's weird um yeah i i was just thinking about the whole thing i was talking with another friend of mine a few weeks ago and i was like backtracking everything i've done for the past like 5 6 7 years of everything i've done over the years and this time is understand okay where did i like where did i mess up what did i what are the instances i may have caused actual harm to someone where i've actually like just destroyed them mentally or somewhere away and i think my first instance is the funny one and and i have no fun talking about this because we're cool now so in greece this seventh grade this this is a new girl that come to school this new girl that got to she was from bangalore and and this is like two like seventh grade this is like 2013 or like 2011 or 2010 or whatever right and i'm like in my still my formative years i'm like sort of like a rebel like i say whatever i think in my head that kind of that kind of like pretentious little prick this girl came up i saw her and there was another dude who was just like i was um and we started like sort of like throwing jabs at this girl oh she's a little um she's a little out there you know she's from bangalore she thinks she's better than she also spoke english and as like first language english speaking children there were only a few of us and we saw her as a threat so my buddy they like, started this rumor it's like oh she's a slut oh 
yeah i i think we got cut off but anyway so we started he started this rumor that she was a slut i perpetuated it right so i also propagated the whole thing and this one time i remember she came up to me she she's like standing next to me and my buddy looks at the calls like hey are you a slut like asking to her face and she looks at him she's like what the fuck is going on and i'm sitting there and then she looks at me and i'm a, i'm a more of a like level head guy even though i was little, i would do as an asshole i didn't say like i wasn't like trying i wasn't i wasn't over the top like he was so he, she looked at me trying like to see some reconciliation some reason i just looked at her and i said like, well are you <laughs> what a kind i know i know funny thing yeah she is my one of my longest best friends oh that's nice yeah so we we made up two years so after that incident we hated each other and every time we would walk like walk across the like that we pass each other in the hallway or whatever we'd like i'd be like <coughs> lesbian and she would be like <coughs> fucking prick and she's like the whole thing it's like a whole whole thing for like two years yeah but now i've known her for like seven eight years and we've been best friends for a long time but yeah but that was about and the reason that happened was i never like talked I've, i had never talked to her at the time mm-hmm. i just i was just like ah, i want to do some i'm bored and i want to do something so i might as well call this chick uh, a slut and see how that plays out and but really truly though i was jealous of her that's why i wanted to bring her down sick like, i was that, that, that's probably true you know i was also big time slut shamed in sec and i wasn't even from bangalore no <laughs> you know why i was because a um i had straight hair that was not oily b i spoke english Huh? no i'm not kidding it's the facts it's like what the they pointed thing. out yeah yeah okay <laughs> b what was it oh yeah the, that i spoke okay fluent english yeah and c was that i used social i i had a facebook account back then okay oh. and i never talked to anyone on it it's just that i i was always like on the internet like ever since i was a child yeah <laughs> because so i don't know it was pretty different from what they did and, and what was expected of a girl like it's okay for yeah. dudes to be online and gaming all the time but not girls. yeah but not for chicks yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 like i wear modern clothes or whatever <laughs> what they called were because <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i and like none of it will ever nobody will call them slutty okay especially right yeah now. no okay. yeah, yeah 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 but but i was still called all that and, and the fact remains that i never got into i i never got into anything remotely resembling a relationship until 11th yeah okay and this was back when i was back in 8th all oh, right 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 yeah and while they called me that there were other chicks in our uh, batch who were dating two people at the same time right okay but i was still the one who was called that because i don't know i looked the part i think this is i i don't know for whatever reason i i think if someone gets this idea that someone is-